This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. How are you, sir? Go to some uh, former Jets, a couple of current Jets as well. Yeah, big night for them. So some awards being handed out and some inductions later this year. It's great. You know what? For, for, for Jet fans who watched Joe Klecko, Gordon, this is there was no doubt Rivas was going to the Hall of Fame. Okay, th- right. that, there's no, no question about that. That was battle. a done Absolutely. deal. Absolutely, yep. that was a done deal. And obviously the rookies, great, great year for them, great night for them. Both, you know, Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson, great night for them. But Gordon, when you've watched and 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 Jet fans have waited and waited for Joe Klecko, who has done something that that very few people have done to win to to win awards in three different positions mm-hmm. on the defensive side of the football and to not get into the Hall of Fame, this is like, this is such a great, I feel so good for him having known him over the years, working on the Jet broadcast and meeting with him and talking to him. I mean, there's got to be a celebration in that household that's like none other tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know me, I hate the Jets. Uh, and uh, growing <laughs> up, I hated Joe Klecko. So that's a, a true sign of how great he was. So uh, yeah, I mean, to, to, to finally get in, it felt like it was very overdue. Uh, and to finally see that uh, happen is good for him because uh, it has been a long way. I don't remember the first year that he was on the ballot, but, I mean, his playing career is is long gone. Uh, yeah. So he's been waiting a very long time. Part of the – I guess it's one of the senior picks this year, so good for mm-hmm. him. And, and he was a guy, right? Like if you go to the if, – if you're young enough that you didn't get to see him play, you might look at the stats maybe and say, oh. well, you know, what's this, what's that? But if you watched him play, you know that he Please. was, you know, the one of the driving forces behind the sack exchange and everything mm-hmm. else of the early 80s. So He was dominant. Him. Especially yes, at the absolutely. nose tackles. The nose tackles, but he was I mean, he would take on two people easily. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He was he was just great. So congratulations to him. We'll hear from Gary Wilson and Sauce Gardner later. And also, Gordon, not a surprise, uh Brian Dable, your coach of the year. And that that was established probably week one. <laughs> Kids well, Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that there were some other good candidates this year. Um I think what Nick Sirianni did, uh, sure. certainly I, I don't know how the, the voting came down. I thought that uh what um, they were able to get out of Geno Smith in Seattle mm-hmm. that, uh, that maybe Pete Carroll might have uh, been up there. But no, once you got to the end of the season, when you considered what he was doing with what he was doing it with, yeah, yeah I think it was a runaway. It was a clear um, choice for Brian Dable to be the NFL coach of the year. No question about that. And we'll hear from all those guys, Wilson, Dable, and Gardner next hour. Gordon, I, I text you this morning, and I know you knew because you were broadcasting it on the air. I was just mm. like, "Could they? Could, listen, if you were going to do it in the middle of the night, could you have done it like like ten to twelve, so we could have announced it on the air? We didn't have to talk all that long about Kyrie. We could have talked about Kevin Durant leaving." <laughs> the nice thing about this show is that generally, very rarely does news break after this show is over, mm-hmm. and if it does, it, it, you wake up and it's it's going on at that moment, right? Like right. Rick and Dave are on the air at that time. Yes, exactly. And they get to break the news. It's very rare that it happens in the middle of the night and you just kind of wake up to it nowadays. Or, And especially in this day and age of Twitter where it feels like, oh, you know it's coming. It's just like, has the official announcement come? 
That one was uh, an old-fashioned shocker when you woke up and saw that this morning and you had to check to make sure on Twitter that it was a legitimate account and it was the the actual Woj that was reporting it, and uh, it was. So (laughs) the Nets, uh, I mean, boy, what a difference a week makes, right? I mean, crazy. Friday, was it Friday they trade Kyrie? And now Kevin Durant is out of town as well, and it's a whole new era for the Brooklyn Nets. It is. And you know what? Let's get the positive out of the way of this first, Gordon. I got to give Sean Marks credit. He did not get a bad return for Kevin Durant for for this part of the understanding where it is in the year. No, they're not. No, these folks are not going to be, you know, they're, they're not championship contenders. No, they're not. But Gordon, I mean, Cam Johnson is a very talented player. He was huge for Phoenix uh, coming off the bench, tall, tall rebounder, excellent three point shooter. Uh, Mikael Bridges is a, is a fabulous player. Uh, so they were, and plus they got more draft picks, which you know, considering how many they gave up to get the players that they had, uh, you know, that was a good move. So it wasn't, it's not a great return, but it's not a terrible return either for what they were able to get. I, I kind of think it was a great return to me. I, I thought it was a lot more than I thought that they were going to be able to get when when you saw that the deals that were being reported when Durant asked for the trade first in the off season, and it didn't seem like there were any deals there. To get a couple of players and a bunch of draft, four unprotected draft picks. Now, they're not anytime soon. So, you really judge, to me, you judge this trade in do you want to be good soon or do you want to be good? Because mm-hmm. I think that they have the, the ammunition now to be good. Because when you have four picks unprotected, and those in, obviously not back to back years, but separated by a year, the chances of one of those being a top five pick are pretty good. Mm hmm. And if you can get a top five player, that's that's where it starts. Now they're not anytime soon, so you're not going to be good anytime soon. To me, this is the I like it because this is the admission of the net saying, you know what, this failed. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. there's there's a there's a temptation to put that off, to to bargain with it in some way, to think, no, we'll keep Kevin and we'll build some pieces around him and we'll put this maybe in the off season he'll have a change of heart and he'll be more invested or you can always convince yourself of something that's wrong and you try to convince yourself that it's not wrong. The Nets ad- admitted to themselves, this has failed. We have to turn the page, and they fully turned the page today by trading Kevin Durant. And they're confident because they've done it before that they can draft and, and scout and get players to put them in, put themselves in position so that they can have a young team again that's going to be on the up and, uh, up and come. And look, they have a young team now. They've got young pieces now, Gordon. Uh, when you look at Camp, you know, Camp Thomas didn't have the 40-point tonight. Defense has caught up with him a little bit. You know, you, you still have Nicholas Claxton. You've got some very good young talent on there, along with some of these young veterans that you have. I mean, they can build, and they can, you know, they're going to make the playoffs anyway this year. Mm-hmm. So they can build and, and hopefully, you know, expand themselves. And maybe, Gordon, just maybe, I don't know how, how uh, quickly they'll go down that road again, but maybe they'll be able to make a deal and, and get another veteran player who's a top top player, top scorer to come and round out the young players that, that they have. So, you know, I'll get your thoughts on it in a second. 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter at Hardest to ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. We'll be back to take your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. All right, Gordon, um, your, your comments, sir? Well, I mean, uh, in terms of the Nets part, part of this, um, 
the problem that they have anytime soon is that the the one thing that they're left with from the the the, the big three era is a, a really big error that they made with Ben Simmons. Yeah. So yeah. they're not getting out of that anytime soon. But I got non-move the Knicks make is, is picked to death. And you'd have to say that the guy that the Nets have running the show has shown you he can do the job with less than what they have now. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, if I were a Net fan, look, it's, it's an embarrassment. It was an epic fail, even though it's a chance that everybody would have jumped at. But as bad as it was... I think today is the first day of it. If you're ever going to see your team win a championship, this is a day you'll point to, you know, it might be 10 years down the road, but this is a day you'll point to when you finally turn the page on something that was not working. All right, let's have uh, just some, some quick review while we, uh, and those of you on hold, just hang with us for a second. Let's have some quick review of commentary from our plethora of analysts, Gordon, on, on, on ESPN. Here's Nick Friedle. He was on KJM. You also heard him on the Michael K show. And he just reviews about, you know, just how bad this was for the Nets organization. It's the best team that never was in this era. And it's a team that will forever remember, be remembered for what it didn't do. And when you are built to win and you are put together to win a championship and you don't do it with the level of star power that they had on that team, that will be what everybody remembers. It might have happened if there was health in that first season. Everything was clicking, the offense was rolling, and it just never was meant to be. But there's no question that this, as far as the last 15, 20 years or so, is the biggest basketball myth that we've seen in the league. All right, let's hear from Woj. You know, he was the guy that broke it. He, mm-hmm. In the middle of the night, he was up. <laughs> so, Woj, where does the KD trade leave the Nets? Certainly, it's not a team that is a contender anymore. You know, they wanted to still be a contender around Kevin Durant, uh, but, but that's over. And so now this is a team that has a lot of good players. Mikael Bridges, you know, one of the best young two-way players in the league. And that was a player the Nets have coveted uh, for some time. Jay Crowder is in this deal. You could expect certainly that Nets may have some conversations with some teams tomorrow. You know, there's great interest in Jay Crowder around the league. The Bucks have been trying to get him for months. Uh, certainly some conversations there, but the Nets still have some time here. The trade deadline to keep reshaping this, but I think once the Kyrie Irving trade happened, and this was a team Kevin Durant I think was ready to move on from, his eyes had been on Phoenix since his trade request last summer. And, of course, Jay Crowder was traded to Milwaukee. He'll join them in a couple of days. And so well, so what you're saying is Durant was going to be traded no matter what happened? There was an inevitability to yeah. this. That if it wasn't now, it would probably be after the season. And I think for the Nets, for Durant, I think the timing was right. For Phoenix, you know, just a, a chance now to really make a run at a title, especially with Chris Paul, certainly at a point in his career where you don't know how much time you have left of, of him playing at perhaps championship-level basketball. Yeah, there's no question about that. And, you know, it, it puts – it's interesting, Gordon, because it puts Phoenix in, in a much better position clearly than they were, but – as you heard in the update from uh, NBA writer uh, Tim Bontemps, um, their depth is not what it was, obviously, with, with a bunch of these players gone. But their, their, their strength is, you know, Devin Booker, uh, Kevin, Kevin Durant, and Chris Paul. That's not, that's, that's not a bad big three. No, but as we just saw, big threes can fail. Uh, yep. and, and, and when Kevin Durant plays, he is still Kevin Durant. The problem is that that is becoming less and less frequent when he plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, the last two years, he has kind of derailed the net seasons 
with the injuries. Now, that's not as, as egregious as the things that Kyrie Irving was pulling to miss games, but still, it's a factor. So uh, you hope that you're going to be able to get him back and keep him healthy if you're the Phoenix Suns because when you make that move, you're not looking to make a run to the conference finals. You're looking to win an NBA title, and that's the only way that that's successful. So uh, it does kind of feel like KD, even though he's only 34, feels like there's, there's not that much tread left on the tire, it feels like in some ways, because he's just having these injuries constantly ever since he got to Brooklyn. So... We'll see. Maybe he will be healthier now, but uh, for the Nets, you know, they get to go back and rebuild. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see that there's any other way around it. You don't lose players of that caliber and just be able to kind of fluff it off. Now, they'll make the playoffs this year. I, I, it would kind of, I, I find it hard to believe they're going to win a playoff round, but they'll go to the playoffs, and, and then they can start. And, and you have to have some faith if you're a Nets fan. It's almost like you got your team back. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now you, can, you have Sean Marks. If you believe in Sean Marks, and, and I'll say, I think he did a whole lot better with the Durant deal than certainly he did with the uh, Kyrie deal or mm-hmm. certainly the James Harden. The James Harden deal, yeah. that's the one that's going to screw the Nets for the foreseeable future, trading Harden away and bringing back Ben Simmons. That one, and even getting Harden as well because he gave up all the pick. That whole Harden thing, that mm-hmm. is really going to screw the Nets for a very long time. Yeah, no question about it. You mentioned Kyrie Irving, didn't you, Gordon? I did. Here's Kyrie on uh, Kevin Durant being oh, traded. God. Well, it's not the first time we'll be in competition as brothers, praying for his happiness and praying for his well-being. Uh, we had a lot of conversations throughout the year of um, you know, what our futures were going to look like. There was still a level of uncertainty, uh, but we just cared about seeing each other be places that uh, we can thrive, and whether that be together or whether that be apart, there's never been one moment where I felt like he's been angry at me for decisions I've made or I've been angry at him. We've just tried to understand each other a lot better and grow as human beings, grow as brothers. You know, his business changes so quickly. Um, he's getting a little bit older. I'm getting a little bit older. I just love the competition now that we can be in the same conference, and, and I welcome all that. You know, get to see him a little bit more, probably playing against Phoenix a lot more, and that's what I'm looking forward to. Everything else in, in between, I, I just am glad that uh, he got out of there. Glad he got, got out of there, Gordon. He got out of there. <laughs> you guys were running the show, and you, you, you're like the Joker. You're like Heath Ledger's the Joker walking out of the building. It's blowing up as you guys are, are leaving. And you were running it. You said it last year after the season ended. You know, Kyrie, we'll get together with Sean, and we'll get together with uh, um, Joe, and, and we'll figure out what moves need to be made. Now they make it out like, you know, we were just the hired help. We were just there. They didn't let us have any power in any decisions. I don't know how anybody can take that guy seriously. So, Kyrie, why didn't the big three work? There were some unfortunate circumstances that came up there that were out of my control, whether it be the mandate with the vaccine or missing games being suspended or, you know, just little things that I think put just wrenches in our in our journey. You know, and then we had James and we were supposed to be the super team. Like, I, I think uh, I would like to say something, too, about the super team of me, James and KD that everyone thinks should have worked. Uh, we played very limited time together. And there were a lot of injuries and things that took place, and I would have liked to see that work for the long term. But I'm happy that I could look back on that journey and reflect and say I learned a lot of things from those guys and my teammates in Brooklyn and just my journey throughout this. He didn't learn a thing. <laughs> he didn't learn anything. And, 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 and the reason why Harden left was because of you. He couldn't yeah. take you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's like, Harden's sitting there like, you're not, are you really hurt? <laughs> You're uh, watching me out here just – and this and listen, remember this, Net fans, and then we'll let it go because the Net fans are going crazy. 
remember this, Gordon. If they went out to get Harden because Kyrie got hurt with the upper, with the high ankle sprain and didn't come back. And so they were like, okay, if he's going to get hurt again, mm-hmm. we need a, we need some help. Mm-hmm. So let's go get James Harden. He wants to get out. He, he's ready to move on from Houston. And so that was the whole thing. So they were really trying to protect KD by saying, well, we don't want KD. I mean, you know, we don't want him to have to do all this by himself. He didn't come here by himself. Let's give him some help in case Kyrie has to take time off or whatever happens or, you know, the situation there with him. And so it's just it's it's just it's just a mess. So hopefully for the Net fans right now, they, they can look promising at what's gonna happen. They'll get to the playoffs this year and then next year you see what happens and, and what, what adjustments your team's gonna make. The one thing, and I agree with you about being where the net nets are and where the Knicks are, the one thing is because very simply, you've seen Sean Marks has shown you before that he could put together some folks, some young talent, and look where you were. Gordon with a coach that matched the philosophy of the team that you had. That's not what's at the garden in the beginning. It looks as though now that they may be matching the team philosophy with the coach they have, but that was not the case the first two years. Yeah, you hope that's the case now with the Knicks. Uh, we shall see. But uh, the, the Nets do have some advantages here that they can – they don't have to have every move picked over. They won't nope. be on the back page nearly as much anymore. And they have a GM that has – now, it didn't work out. It was an epic fail, and maybe they won't go down that road the same way in the mm-hmm. future. But their guy has shown an ability to land the big free agent. Yeah. Whereas the Knicks, whether or not they ever land the big guy – the big star under Leon Rose. That remains to be seen. 1-800-919-3776. We'll come back and take your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Mike's in Long Island. Mike, start us off on ESPN New York Tonight. Hi, uh, Larry. I was wondering, with the... uh... Nets trading and selling basically their two stars, how will that help the Knicks secure like a six or a five seed? Um, that's an interesting like question, that, Mike. Th- yeah. Thanks for the phone call. I, I don't know because I that's really incumbent upon the Knicks, Gordon, more so than what the Nets are doing. You know, that that's yeah. gonna be how does how does uh you know how do they respond? Are they able to have some consistency? Are they going to be able to put some wins together? Uh, because th- that's going to be the bottom line here. Yeah, I think it. Obviously, if anything, Gordon, they might hurt them because the Nets are going to drop down some. Then they're not going to be the third or fourth team in the conference. There's no question about that. They're going to drop. Well, I mean, the Nets right now are 11 games over 500. Uh, so if they. I think it will. It would require the Nets to drop down some, but I think it will also require the Knicks to come up some. Yeah. Uh, and and at four games over five hundred for the Knicks, that kind of feels like uh, that's where they're going to be a high point. Yeah. Maybe maybe another game or two, but the Nets are thirty three and twenty two, and even without Durant, they're five and five in their last ten. Now they had Kyrie. You'd think that they're going to drop down some, but I don't know that it's going to be to the. To, I think the bigger question for that is not so much are the Nets going to drop down, but are the Knicks going to move up? Yeah, right now the Nets uh, are fifth in the conference. Yeah, fifth. Okay, so Miami is sixth. It, it's 
really, the Knicks have to do a job against Miami. They play them three more times. Mm -hmm. So right now, I think their closest competition right now to get up top, and, and Atlanta's on their heels by just two games. But I think the closest competition for them is they have to worry about Miami. And Miami always peaks late, Gordon. They just they do a great job going down the stretch with their players defensively, all the stuff that they do on that on that roster. Uh, so that's going to be the question. And Bam Adebayo is on a tear right now, the way he's playing. He's been just phenomenal over the past uh, 10 games or so. Yeah, and the Heat are another team that I look at, and, and when you talk about talent, just the overall talent on the team, they mm -hmm. have significantly more talent than the yep. Knicks do. Yeah, they do. So, I mean, really, those are the six teams. Now, maybe the Nets can drop down and, and the Knicks can overtake them, but I got to see a little bit more consistency from the Knicks before I'm ready to say that. The Knicks, it feels, even when they're going well, it feels very much two steps forward, one step back. Absolutely. No question about it. Uh, Dave's in Jersey City. What's up, Dave? I have a question for my, my great panel. Every night you guys do a great job. Um, why didn't the Nets ask for the guy Powell? He's a he's a great um, big man with Dallas. And why did they not ask for Aiton with the Durant in the Durant trade? That's really like a, the question I'm asking. Why didn't they ask for those two big men? Well, I, Dave, um, thanks for the phone call. I don't know that they didn't ask. <laughs> they it, just because they didn't get them doesn't mean they didn't ask, and you know because because Aiden has been rumored Gordon to be mm -hmm. on the move for a mm -hmm. while, but you you're not giving up one of your big men to do that, and that's what they would require. I mean, they're not going to trade you Aiden and not get a big, and the bigs were not really involved in that deal, so I think that was part of the reason. Um, as as far as Kyrie was concerned, look they. <laughs> The Nets were just like, you'll take him great. <laughs> they were there wasn't a haggle situation with Kyrie. I I can guarantee you that. Yeah, and Aiton, uh again, you're right. Maybe they did ask for him and they didn't they didn't want to trade him. Uh his uh, he's got a huge contract. And I think for the Nets, I think the the greater value is in the future picks. Mm-hmm. I think that that's because if you get Aiton, okay, yeah, he's a really good player now, but you're not gonna be a really good team now. So why why would he be valued? Like I think if you're the Nets, your goal is to win a championship at some point, and if you have to tear things down to get future assets and give you assets that you can use at any point, I think that that's probably more valuable than just the player right now. Mm -hmm. Although they did get a good, you know, they did they get Bridges back, so he's a yeah. good player. And so is Cam. Yeah, Cam Johnson's a good player too. So. They're both good players. And the other thing here is, I mean, Nicholas Claxton's playing well for you. He's leading the league they, in blocks. They're not, yeah, I mean, it's He's not like well. the Nets are talentless. It's not no. like they just stripped them away and they don't have anything left. And uh, I, I, I don't think that they're, I don't think that they're going to drop nearly as much as maybe no. people think. Mm -mm. No. They might hover around. They may keep that five spot, Gordon. They may hang around four and five. Because I mean, I mean, they're yeah. only two games behind Cleveland. If they just play 500, I think they'll stay ahead of the Knicks. I don't think yeah. the Knicks are getting to 11 games over 500. No, I don't see it. I don't see it. Buddha's in the Bronx. What's up, Buddha? Hey guys, you know Kevin Durant got traded to nobody's surprise. <laughs> oh man, you know I can't feel sorry for anybody in that situation. You know, KD included. I mean, everybody just loves to talk about KD. Just wants to hoop. You know, all this other nonsense. I love him as a player, but, you know, he's like Joe Douglas. He gets away scot-free, you know, with bad decisions. You know, he let Draymond Green run him out of Golden State. If he would have stayed there, they would have told Draymond Green you need to go. Yeah. You know, that, that was a stupid – that was a dumb move on his part. I'm sorry. I don't care what anybody says. 
Kyrie, it is what it is with him. You know, but, but the Nets are cautionary tale, man. For all these dopes out here who want to turn the Jets over to a guy who wants to smoke Sherm and, and sit in the closet for four days. I mean, please. <laughs> like, what, what, you know what makes me laugh about that whole situation is, like I told you before, I mean, when KD came to the Nets, he was better at his craft than Aaron Rodgers is at this point in time. I mean, his skills are diminished. But, you know, this is what goes on in sports, man. You know, people get all infatuated with, with, with players and what players were or what they could be and never really see them for what they are. And, you know, the sad part is, you know, Rodgers is not going to come here. You know he's not coming here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jets put all I don't know. I, I think he is coming here. <laughs> I think know, he is coming. Well, where do you think he's going? I, I think he either is going to stay at Green Bay or go to the Raiders. I, I would say stay at Green Bay a little bit more than go to the Raiders. But, I mean, you got to see what's going on there. Like you were talking about yesterday with Derek Carr. Uh, not only does they don't want him, he doesn't want them. You know, I don't know what's going to happen with Garoppolo. Uh, you know, listen, man, like I told you, I tweeted y'all the other day, man. <laughs> Jets fans are going to be sick when they end up with Baker Mayfield. And just- <laughs> oh, my God. Buddha, from <laughs> your lips to God's ear. Oh, my God. Would I that, – that, God would not allow me to be that happy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The sports listen, gods would not allow game, me. Though. Who y'all like in this game on Sunday? I like KC. I am rooting for the Eagles, but I think Kansas City is going to win. I just I do not like picking against the Chiefs in a, in a money line type situation. You know, just who's going to win the game? Not point spreads or anything like that. I yeah. I don't like picking against the Chiefs to win the game. And I will admit to you that I think Philly's better. Philly's more got talent. the better team. They got yeah. they, they have the better team. I I admit it to you. You go down position by position. Mm-hmm. I have more confidence in their offensive line, and I have more confidence in their defensive line. But I have much more confidence in Patrick Mahomes. And so I'm riding. I'm I'm riding with him. And this is a big one for Mahomes. I mean, it's the Super it Bowl. It's big for everybody. But when Brady started flirting with the the whole retirement stuff, and Mahomes burst on the scene and and, and took the league by storm, it was almost like he's the guy who's going to take the baton. He's not going to you know he's not going to be uh, Brady right away. But in the course of his career, this is the next guy. This is the next guy you're going to be watching. Uh, year in and year out, and if he loses this one, he's one and two in Super Bowls. Yeah, so this is yeah. it's big for everybody. It's the Super Bowl, obviously. Somebody asked Nick Sirianni the other day if this is a must win. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it does kind oh, of feel, God. you know, when we start crafting narratives and all this type of stuff of legacies, one and two and three, you got to three Super Bowls, and and you're you're only one and two in them. It's not good. Not good. You, I mean, that's a big. That's a big one there. It is, and 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 you know what? And Andy Reid takes a hit too. He does. Yeah. Andy Reid takes a hit because he's been there. This is not his. This is not his first, the second, the third time. He's been there a couple times. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, he takes a hit too. I mean, you know, Gordon, we've all been in those situations where you got to come up with a question, and you sit back. And after that question comes out of your mouth, you got to be that person had to be like, oh my god. <laughs> no, nah, I, I think that say? guy I think that guy was trolling. I think he was expecting oh. it to get some some yeah. viral response. And and credit to Siriani, he just said, "Yep." <laughs> he knows what he knows right. how to He knows it. what was up. Yeah. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. 1-800-919-3776. We'll come back, we'll talk more football. We'll hear from uh, the winners at at the uh, NFL Honors tonight. 
And Gordon, we're going to have some fun a little later in this half hour. We're going to do some um, Super Bowl odds on different Ooh, things. Okay. Yeah, we got some. Oh, it's unbelievable what you can bet on. It's unbelievable. We'll share that with you next on 987 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Um, I ain't going to say too much about the quarterback situation. You know, I, I just know a little something about something, but it ain't. Uh, we're not really focused on that right now. I know we trust that our team is going to bring bring in, bring in the best uh, 53 guys as possible. So I'm, I'm confident in, what the, in them and know what their decisions are going to be. Brees Hall was on with Canty and Carlin on ESPN. 1-800-919-3776. I mean, Gordon, with the award situation tonight with the Hall of Fame and, and the uh, NFL awards for defensive and offensive rookies of the year, that's the only thing that just didn't get done tonight was get a, name a quarterback. It's the only thing that didn't happen for him. That's a big one. And for Change. all the praise that they will get for the draft that they had this past year, it takes some of the, the shine off of it when you're spending the entire offseason looking for a QB. Especially when you drafted one second overall. Yeah, that's <laughs> not that long ago. It's a big miss. <laughs> it's huge. It's huge. Let's hear from Sauce Gardner on his Defensive Rookie of the Year award winning honors. First and foremost, I got to thank God. You know, without him, I wouldn't be here. You know, I want to thank my mom right there, Elisa Gardner. I appreciate you being my superhero my whole life. You was my role model. My brother, Alante Gardner, back there. Alexis Gardner, my sister. You know, I want to thank the Jets organization for, you know, taking a chance on me. You know, allowing me to be a part of the defense. Uh, I want to thank all my coaches from Little League to Detroit King High School, Cincinnati, everywhere. Last but not least, I got to thank Detroit. The east side of Detroit, man. And Seven Mile. You know, it was hard growing up, man. It really was the, the neighborhood that I stayed in. You know, a lot of violence going on, but, you know, th that was just the adversity. That's what it took for me to get here, man. So I appreciate it, and I appreciate everybody for coming. All right, here's Gary Wilson on his award speech. Um, first and foremost, you know, I got to thank God. You know, without him, none of this is possible. Um, to, my, to my family sitting at home watching right now, I'm so thankful for y'all. I wouldn't be here without y'all. Um, my girlfriend sitting in front row over there, you know. Appreciate you, taking care of the dog, all that means everything. Um, but yeah, you know, everyone in here, I just want to say it's an honor to be here with y'all and, uh, you know, to go home with an award, you know, this is a blessing and I'm so thankful. So, um, you know, let's have a great night. Appreciate y'all. Gary Wilson will be in the dog house after that comment. Mm. Thank you for taking care of the dog. Mm. Uh, it's not, yeah, that doesn't go over well. As as the great Bob Trainer used to say, Gordon, he'll be in Chateau Bow Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Brian Dabo on winning Coach of the Year honors. Yeah, what an honor this is to be standing in front of you guys tonight. Uh, it's awesome. Emmett Smith, Barry Sanders, Jim Brown. Uh, what a great honor. I'm appreciative of this award. I want to thank the Mara family, the Tish family, Joe Shane all the scouting staff, the support staff, um, the club, the fans, the voters, and particularly the players and the coaches, they're the ones that while I'm up here. Uh, lastly, thank my wife Beth and our children at home, Marky, Christian, Aiden, Haven, Avery, and Luke. 
appreciate that. Thanks. Much respect. He got a bunch of folks. <laughs> it's a crowded house. They, they showed up, right? They travel Absolutely. well, as they say. They do. They do. They definitely do. And also, uh, he forgot to mention a special thanks to Dave Gellerman for leaving him such little talent that he could show how good he was as a coach. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And even though, uh, listen, even though he had a great year, I mean, you knew Justin Jefferson was not going to win the MVP. That's really kind of a quarterback award of late, but he had a phenomenal year, Gordon. I mean, you look at him, uh, what he was able to do, second straight wide receiver to win, you know, offensive player of the year. You know he wasn't going to win the MVP, even though he was he was nominated. Uh, you know, just, he's just he's just phenomenal. He is a great wide receiver. Uh, you know, offensive player of the year, yes. NFL, uh, you know, MVP, no, nah, that's a quarterback award. It's, yeah, it's almost impossible with the way the position is, the importance of that position now, that it's almost always an outs. You know, maybe there's a, a case somewhere. I think, um, who is the guy, the Seattle running back as the last guy that was not a quarterback to win the award, I think. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm blanking on his name right now. Yeah, but, I can't uh, help you. Um, Sean Alexander. There you go. Yeah. yeah, Sean Alexander. Well, I think is the last non-quarter. Yeah, that's Ooh, a while that's ago, a while. right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I'll check it. But uh, yeah, it's a quarterback award. Unfortunately, yeah. we, you know, we we jump through all these hoops during the regular season to fill content. Well, maybe it could be this one, or maybe it could <laughs> nah, be that one. No, it's, it's going to be a quarterback. It's just a question of which one it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? It's funny, but I think the you your Dolphins getting Tyreek Hill and what Patrick Mahomes was able to do without having a home run hitter like that, so, you know, sealed the deal for him getting this award, Gordon, because they, they still led the league in, in, in scoring and average, yards average. It's unbelievable what they're able to do with that offense. Well, I mean, we kind of gave credit to Brian Dable, and I think rightfully so, because he did more with less. So you'd have to kind of also give credit to the quarterback for doing more with less. Yeah, he did. He if, had you, a phenomenal if you lose your number one weapon and you're still – you're still at that level. That's pretty impressive. Speaking of Patrick Mahomes, he was asked about his counterpart on Sunday, Jalen Hurts, and he shares his feelings on his uh, competitor for the Super Bowl victory. I mean, there's a lot. I, I, I would say the biggest one is leadership, man. I mean, the way he was able to step into that that uh, locker room, into that team, um, and, and take over and, and be that leader, it helped. It helped him be back in this game, and um, it, it it says a lot for a, a young guy to come into a locker room with a lot of veterans um, and become that unquestioned leader. And so, uh, obviously, he can do he can do so much and throwing and running and everything like that. But I think the leadership is what's what's gotten him to this point. Gordon, what? Give me your. And we'll get to the calls in a second. Give me your keys to this to this game on Sunday. Well, I mean, it, it, it's going to come down to which quarterback can can play effectively. I mean, isn't that what it's always kind of about? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how how much of the ankle injury is still a factor for for Mahomes? Uh, the the road that the Eagles have taken so far has not exactly been the most taxing. Can Jalen Hurts kind of raise his level of play now that he's being asked to do so? Uh, he did not look great against San Francisco. I mean, remember back early in that game, a lot of his passes were high. A lot of his passes were off target. It just so happened that, that the Niners lost their quarterback and the game was over and the controversial call and all those type of things. So all those things kind of went right. So I really think it's kind of about the, the quarterback play. That's, that's always going to be the number one thing that you have to check off. It's, it's kind of hard to win if your quarterback doesn't play well. Yeah, yeah. 
And I was uh, wrong, Larry. Uh, Adrian Peterson, 2012. Oh, okay, Adrian Peterson. And, and before that, it was Tomlinson and then Sean Alexander. Sean Alexander, 2005, Tomlinson, 2006, Peterson, 2012. Wow. So that's, that's not easy. <laughs> it's rare. Yeah, uh, no, it's going to be – and, and now it's going to be next to impossible. I don't think it'll, yeah, exactly. it won't happen anytime soon. Yep, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I agree with your assessment. It is that. It's just – see, the wild card here for me is going to be – how aggressive is Kansas City going to be, right? You've For you to beat this Philly team, it's real simple in a sense. It's you want to make them one-dimensional. And for you to make them one-dimensional because they run the ball so well, you got to put points on the board, Gordon. This is, you, sevens are not going to get it done here. Kansas City – you know, threes that's are not going to get it done. Seven, yeah, threes, almost, yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you got some Thank game you. plan where you're getting more than seven? <laughs> Wait a second here. You're right. So that's what I mean to say. Threes are yeah. not going to get it done. You got to get sevens. And for all the, for all the, the ability of Kansas City to go up and down the, the field, Gordon, they mm-hmm. haven't been good in the red zone consistently as much as they've been. They've had trouble getting sevens on, on a lot of occasions. I'm, I've watched games. Believe me, my cover five numbers will tell you. <laughs> I've watched them get in games where they didn't get seven. They should have gotten. They ended up getting yeah. threes. You can't do that against this Philly team. You've got to make Jalen Hurts throw the ball so you can see just how what condition this shoulder's in because they run the ball very well, and he runs the ball well. Yeah, I, you would like to make them somewhat one-dimensional uh, where they are – uh, being forced to pass the ball because I, I don't think uh, that they can beat you by strictly throwing the ball. Um, mm-hmm. The Chiefs, I think, can beat you by r- throwing the ball, clearly. Yes. Uh, yeah. I don't know if the Eagles, even with all their talent, I still uh, I, I still doubt a little bit. And, and Jalen Hurts had an amazing season, but he just did not seem like the same guy after yeah. the shoulder injury. So yeah. that's, that's kind of my hang-up. I'm rooting for the Eagles, but mm-hmm. I do think the Chiefs are going to win. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, is this Keith in the Bronx? You're next on yes. 98.7. Hey, Keith, what's happening? Yes, you were talking about this uh, this thing with the trades before the football mm-hmm. with Kyrie. And, uh, and um, I felt like it didn't work. It was time for – because they both cry babies to me. <laughs> Kyrie just cries a little louder. He's going to do the same thing to Dallas that he tried to do to the Nets just now. He'd give you that intoxicating talent for the last month and then walked in the office and said, give me $200 million. Like they was going to forget everything else. And they said, no, go. We're not going to do that. So they let him go, and that's what he's going to do to Dallas. He's going to give him. He's going to show him all that stuff. They get you googly about him, and then we'll wait and see what the next thing is going to be. You're so right, There's Keith. going to be an issue somewhere along the line with him. Trust me. Well, you're right. That 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 would wouldn't be surprised. Thanks for the phone call. It would be surprising if there wasn't any more issues. <laughs> that would be the that would be the surprise, Gordon. As sure as the sun will come come up tomorrow, Larry, there will be issues. <laughs> if the sun comes up, uh, there will be issues. There, uh, it's a pretty. He has a pretty uh, safe track record at this point. And you know what's scary with Durant going over to the West, that might. If he does, if he performs well, that might force you know Dallas to think about giving him a, a maybe a two year deal, Gordon. You know what I'm saying? Maybe three, because you want to, if if they work well together, he and Luca, you're like, you know what? This is this is an added. You know, you got Phoenix, uh, Golden State doesn't look good right now. Obviously, they're struggling. They can't win on the road worth the darn. 
Uh, but Steph Curry's going to come back. Does he give them a push the last couple of games so that they get, you know, maybe a play-in? And then once they get into the play-in, who knows what happens with them? But the West is, you know, the, the West is is tough again. And we still haven't talked about Denver and all the other teams that are out there. So that, that might make them say, you know what, we may have to consider investing another year in Kyrie. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. You, you know how it's going to end. And yep. uh, if he's not, I don't know if they have a little wink, wink, nod, nod type of deal where he knows he's going to get paid there. I, I don't know. But uh, as a Nick fan, hoping that there's a superstar somewhere that shakes free, I would just say, let Kyrie be Kyrie. Yeah, and hopefully Luca is what shakes free. <laughs> oh, man, that would be fantastic. We'll continue the conversation on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. All right, Gordon, let's have a little fun. Some odds that you can uh, parlay. Mm. Uh, and, and we'll do a couple of the fun ones, and then we'll do a couple of football ones, and then we get to the call. So this won't take long. All right, Gordon, uh, here's one for you. Who will be shown first? During the national anthem, will it be Jalen Hurts or will it be Patrick Mahomes? I would think it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. So Jalen Hurts is minus 110. Patrick Mahomes is minus 130. Okay. Yeah, I I would think that uh, he's the bigger name in the game. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Um, let's Let's keep on that. Who will be shown first after kickoff? Will it be Andy Reid or will it be Nick Sirianni? Well, Sirianni, he likes the camera. He likes to, to play to the camera. So I would actually say Sirianni. I obviously, I think that the favorite would be Andy Reid, but I would go with Sirianni. They're both minus 120. Oh, okay. Both even. Yeah, All right. They're both, both even. Interesting. Both even. Both even. Uh, let me do another one real quick. Um... Okay, <laughs> when will Donna Kelsey be shown first after kickoff? Is it after the first quarter, fourth quarter, second quarter, or third quarter? Oh, Donna Kelsey be being on. moms. Give me the rundowns again. Is it just first, second, third, and fourth quarters? Yes, yeah, first quarter. Yeah, it's, I think it's somewhere like in first the... quarter, fourth quarter, second quarter, third quarter. I would think that uh, that uh, Travis is going to do something. He's always and, open. Yeah, he's always open. <laughs> and I actually am I, I'm having a little sprinkle on a uh, fir- the first touchdown of the game on Travis Kelsey. So um, I would say it's probably first quarter. Okay, and uh, you are correct. That's what they have. First quarter is plus 170. Fourth quarter is plus 175. Second and third quarter is a plus 325. All right, Gordon, uh, who will be mentioned first during the broadcast? Tom Brady. LeBron James, <laughs> Mike Trout, Peyton Manning, or Michael Jordan. These are all parlays that you're, these are all bettables. No bettables. Wait, wait, wait a second. Give me this one again. Who's going to be mentioned on the broadcast? Yes. Who will be mentioned first during the broadcast? Tom Brady, LeBron James, Mike Trout, Peyton Manning, or Michael Jordan? Well, Michael Jordan, that, that's not going to happen at all. Seven to one, Michael Jordan. I would think that it would probably be Brady. I don't see any reason why you would bring up any of the other ones unless they're at the game. So I guess Brady would be my choice. 
Yes. Minus 150 for Brady. LeBron is plus 300 at Trout. And Peyton Manning plus 500. And as I mentioned, Michael Jordan plus 700. Uh, there's one here that I'm just, it's just so ridiculous. I can't, I, I just can't do it. So I'm going to move on. Here's one more, one more length of America, the beautiful by Babyface. There's an over under, there's an over under the over under is one minute and 49 seconds. I know historically the overs are usually pretty good on that. So I, mm-hmm. if I was going to put any money on it, not that I plan to, I would go over. All right. I, now good. I don't know Babyface that well. Is he is he somebody that really likes to do the runs kind of thing? Not, where he, not particularly. Yeah. Not particularly. Now if you had if you had um, you know Mariah Carey or somebody like that who really likes to over. Yeah, that would definitely be an over. <laughs> over. All right, Gordon. A couple on the game for records. Will Super Bowl passing record of 505 yards be broken in this game? No. I, I think I, I feel pretty confident in saying that's a no. Okay. Uh, yes is plus 900 and no is minus 3,000. So they agree with you. All right. Uh, will Patrick Mahomes throw an interception? Yeah, I would think so. Mm-hmm. They're both yes and no is both minus 114. Interesting. Yep. Yes and no. How about that? How about that? Who would throw the first passing touchdown, Gordon? Is it Hurts or is it Mahomes? Or is there no TD pass? No, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> I would, I would, I would go with the Chiefs. Now, look, you have to kind of view. Uh, to me, it feels like if the Chiefs win the toss more often than they take the ball, mm-hmm. um, I, I would have to investigate which team does that more often. You know, most teams now they defer to the second half. Right, But if there was one team that took the ball more often, I would take that team to score the first touchdown. Got you. Yeah. Uh, Hurts plus 110. Mahomes minus 130 on that one. And let's do one more quick one. Um, Here we go. Will the first score be a touchdown? Will the first score be a touchdown? Sure, why not? Uh, Travis Kelsey's always open. Minus 201, yes. No, plus 140. So those are just a couple of the things that you can uh, that you have from me. Of course, thanks to my friends at Bet Online over in Las Vegas. They always send us these little tidbits to, uh, you know, help Gordon with some shekels that he might be thinking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. You know, on that this fabulous is, I'll be honest with account. you. This is the toughest game to figure. It is. It really is. I it always had a, and I, I'm not saying that I'm always right. I'm wrong a lot, uh, but it, I always, I always get a sense of, I feel good about this. This week, I have gone back and forth and back and forth the entire week. Yeah, me too. It's hard to figure, because because you just because it's always about the quarterbacks, and the quarterbacks either one's not healthy. It is a part of it. Yep, you it know? is part of it. It's part of it, and as you said earlier, you you go with the feeling you have on the quarterbacks. And Philly's Philly's more talented. Their defensive line is better. Their offensive line is better. I got no faith in Kansas City's defensive line. And their offensive line, it's better than what it was against Tampa Bay. But, God, if I were a Kansas City fan, I would certainly hope so. (laughs) Because, I mean, that was an open door. I mean, Mahomes couldn't do anything in that Super Bowl when he lost to Brady. So yeah, that was that was a disaster. You know, oh, that's oh. one of the ones I got wrong. Yeah, I thought that they were going to win that Super Bowl, and uh, so, so it was, did I. It was it was it was apparent from jump. Oh my yep. God, their offensive line is going to get this guy killed. Yeah, and they almost did. 
And well, they did everything they could to get him killed. <laughs> <laughs> Tried their best. They did. Let's go back to the phones. Dante's in Queens. What's up, Dante? Hey, guys. Hey, thanks for taking my call. What's happened? Um, yeah, I have two quick um, questions. One is if um, with the, you know, the buyout, with um, if you think there's anybody that we can fill those two roster spots. But the second question, now that, you know, the big three experiment is over, I wanted to ask you guys, if those same three guys were on the Knicks, do you think people would be saying the Knicks are championship contenders? Because I always felt like people never really thought they would win a ring, but they were just saying it to disrespect the Knicks. No, 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 I think they would have been. No, Dante, thanks for the phone. I think they would have absolutely. Absolutely. Anywhere those guys went. Yeah, absolutely. The three of them? No question. Even the two. Even the two. Absolutely. Even the two. I mean, already we we talked about uh, Phoenix all of a sudden now, right? Championship or bust. Exactly. Yeah. As soon as uh, Katie's hasn't even played yet. (laughs) Has he played the game? No. Has he even played the game? Um, I'm not sure what they're going to do with those two roster spots, Dante. There's a bunch of people out there. I know Alan Hall was talking about Serge Ibaka. And what, there's a bunch of folks. I don't know. Listen, knowing the Knicks, it, it won't be what you think. <laughs> I'll take I'm it I'm guessing that's true. That's, uh, that's a safe Bing bong. Won't be what you think. All right, my friend, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. You're on 3 o'clock Saturday? I'm after the Islander game, so I would not think 3, no. Right. Well, enjoy the game, my friend. You too, Larry. Enjoy All the right. weekend. You too. Good night, everybody.